0: Welcome to Multiverse of Marketing. I am Crash and Burn and with me as always is J.R. Sweeney. (coughs) That one actually took a little out of me. Wow. Yeah, every time I do that, a tiny little bit of my soul flies away and someday I'll be empty.
1: Okay. so cancel the show. I
0: <laughs> no no it's 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 one of those things where you, ultimately it's doomed but it's it's the act of doing it's the act of doing the
1: little death
0: yeah it's worth it and speaking of worth it uh we're doing we're we're taking a little bit of an easier uh episode this week we're 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 laying back it's it's cool no studio died. For what we are about to talk about, thankfully. It's good. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Mostly. Uh,
1: not that I know uh, of, anyway. <laughs>
0: uh, this is a simple movie adaptation um of a film that, if you think about it, has really batshit origins. Uh, and and is tied to something very, 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 very special to I'm sure everyone's heart who is listening, because we are all fucking nerds.
1: Speak for yourself, nerd. I was <laughs> I was uh I was playing football in high school and crushing ass. I don't even know what I'm doing here.
0: <laughs> uh I was I mean, yeah, later in high school, sure. <laughs> Early high school, not so much. But yeah, this is Willow. Yeah.
1: I will confess. I was a nervous kid. Uh, (laughs) Well, I'm a nervous adult, so I guess I should just say I'm a nervous person in general. Uh, When Willow came out, it freaked me the fuck out. Uh, Specifically, I mean, the scene where everybody turned into pigs, I noped the fuck out of there. I was just like, "Uh uh-uh, nope, can't do that too real. <laughs> uh so yeah. yeah, I
0: never watched it as a a kid. I didn't watch it until like I was in my early 20s. Um it was always there, it was always available, but I I loved animation as a kid. Yeah. Fucking loved animation. And so I just had no interest for the most part in something that you when you look at it it's like this should be an animation mm. and there there was just something that i was like no i i don't like uh live action fantasy this this was a thing that or or like i don't like live action movies uh intended for children there was something truly cringe about them and uh it 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 just didn't appeal to me i i didn't like that i i liked either stuff that wasn't directed for kids or i liked cartoons. Uh, No in-betweens.
1: That's fair. I, by and large, my thing was, you know, I would watch sitcoms and stuff like that, but when it came to a lot of movies, uh, I generally did not give a shit about things that could actually happen. Uh, That was really my main thing. Like, I did not go to the movies to see regular people with regular problems you know yeah. like even even movies that were ostensibly geared toward children um that were that were more realistic in terms of you know like man of the house where chevy chase is uh Jonathan Taylor Thomas I think stepdad um you know fuck that like I don't want to I can that's half the kids at my school why do I give a shit you know
0: exactly the ones that I would watch the live action uh made for kids stuff would be like uh Macaulay Culkin's Richie Rich where it's like this is absurd and is intentionally it. it's a comic it's a comic book right. uh Namely, the Richie Rich comic books, but it rolls hard with it, and it's allowed to because it's literally intended for children. Well, made or a comic book of that. Oh, slap <laughs> you so hard, <laughs> uh, like or Casper, which of course was just a really well done movie and visual effect uh, uh, extravaganza for the time, like early CGI at its height when it was not too difficult to make a. Rounded Ghost. I mean, like, if you think about it, uh, you don't have to worry about fidelity.
1: I, you know, I was a big fan of Casper, but primarily because I completely understand the idea of having uh, the freedom and power of a ghost and using it purely to creep on Christina Ricci, um, <laughs> but but anyway, uh,
0: fair and fair, fair and valid, and I respect all Ghostbuster movies. Yeah, uh, but moving on, uh, yeah, but but uh, speaking of special effects extravaganzas, uh, Willow certainly certainly was one. It certainly tried. It a- applied everything it could and. The thing about Willow the movie, uh, we'll get into the comic uh, in a bit, but like the movie's one of those weird projects where it's like, ah, first we have to talk about this or else you won't understand what the hell. Um, uh, this was written and created by George Lucas as essentially thought detrius while he was creating the early drafts of the Journal of the Wills. Uh, a, a story of uh, Star War <laughs> like it's it's other aspects of myth mm-hmm. that he couldn't use or he didn't have any use for in Star Wars but it's like oh I really like this element and so he he engineered like it's a spiritual sequel slash partner to the original Star Wars trilogy and th- this is the thing that breaks my mind just a tiny bit. <laughs> he George Young George Lucas is is looking at his prospects. He's made American Graffiti uh, and and uh, TH, uh, uh, X a few times at this point, and studios are like, "What is this young ingenue brilliance going to do?" And he's got two projects in front of him. One is essentially, uh. A cheap ripoff of Lord of the Rings, written by himself, and the other is a cheap ripoff of Flash Gordon, written by himself. And he he looks at the the cheap ripoff Lord of the Rings, and he goes, "You are too audacious. You will require more technological skill, know how, and innovation than the Star Wars trilogy." <laughs> when you look at it yeah okay yeah no you can completely see how yes yes star wars had to exist before this film could cuz sure. holy shit audacious and well done yes you can obviously see where they have like imprinted on different shots of actors this this isn't flawless this is here's us achieving the intention we meant to mm-hmm and as a spectacular like a a visual spectacular it's like oh shit you actually pulled it off you you managed to do low rent lord of the rings and it works yeah Uh, visually uh innovatively story-wise character-wise yeah damn george lucas Damn.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's taken a while to really be recognized as such. Um at the time, it wasn't it wasn't great. Uh nah,
0: it, nah, no one wanted to see this. No one wanted to see live action fantasies. I mean, like you you've got Princess Bride, you've got Legend, uh, you've got Willow uh labyrinth labyrinth uh dark crystal most of these are not great financial successes by the way right and and we are talking about like an entire decade of film where like if you asked me sci-fis that came out in the 80s i would probably not shut up for a while like Mm -hmm. that that's me I wouldn't shut up for a while. However, uh we've named 5 and I know there's a couple more but I'm struggling to remember them.
1: Well, uh, there were there were Conan several... and Excalibur. Yeah. Yes. Um, there it is. There was the uh the Tor movie. Uh
0: I feel that's, I feel that's more uh, a B film. Well, myself, certainly
1: like, a lot of them were mystery science theater fodder and certainly wound up there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, generally speaking, in terms of, you know, Hollywood cinema, there wasn't a lot of fantasy. Um, yeah,
0: it looked too silly. They didn't know how to shoot it. It all looks uh ends up looking like kind of uh uh was uh, it? it it all ends up kind of looking like greased over English countryside
1: well yeah i mean general generally speaking unless you know one thing Peter Jackson did really well when it comes to Lord of the Rings is he managed to shoot fantasy that does not look like a bunch of grown adults fucking around in somebody's backyard. And that's, (laughs) that's apparently a hard thing to do. Um, Yeah.
0: Uh, Like, yeah, because even this uh, pulls off that, that uh, fucking around in someone's backyard. And there are, there are great shots in this where they have traveled the world to get landscapes. They're beautiful. Truly. Yeah. But anything that is not in front of a real life vista looks like fucking around in someone's backyard.
1: Well, yeah. And so, you know, at the time that the movie came out, it made money. It made money, uh, but not enough. Uh, It was it was kind of in that it was kind of in that limbo where it made enough money to have made back its budget. Uh but not enough to be you know, not certainly not enough to green light a sequel uh or anything like that. It was I think all told its total uh wound up being about a hundred million over budget over its budget. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, you look at it and you're like a hundred million. Wow. That's that that should be enough. And it's like, ah, you know, like you're not taking into account marketing to start with, which right. would have been less at the time, but say that say $15 million. Uh, so that, that gets cut off. You're now looking at $85 million profit. That's scarcely over twice the budget and you need to be talking three times for any kind of success. Um I was just talking about Tron on another podcast Mm -hmm. and they were considering that a financial flop and Tron made three times its budget. Yeah. This movie this movie technically did, but also like but all
1: but also I think had it had it been a modest success with a lot of positive word of mouth that might've counted for something, but it wasn't, it was, it was the kind of thing that there were, there were people that absolutely loved it when it came out, but by and large, it was just kind of like,
0: eh,
1: okay. Like, and as those two things combined, meant that the studio was not going to chance it. If you have a modest success with a lot of positive word of mouth, you can greenlight a sequel knowing that maybe a sequel might do better than the first one because maybe people found out about it after the fact or whatever else. But if you don't have the money and you don't have the word of mouth, you don't get a sequel. End of story. And yeah,
0: and there's there was never really any call interest or cultural like curiosity with Willow. Mm -hmm. It exists, people acknowledge it as being good, but like no one goes around quoting it. There there, there aren't there aren't like even family guy jokes about it, and they abused everything over their long and overdrawn out uh life, yeah. i mean when 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 bottom of the barrel mainstream comedy doesn't even reference you or like i'm sure maybe there's one reference in the big bang theory like one over hundreds too many hundreds of episodes yeah you know like there's something there's something where it just doesn't pick up that traction that other things do
1: to be fair even even two episodes of the big bang theory is too many but Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and so it's a pity because i like i like warwick davis um Mm -hmm. i am
0: always fun
1: i am always happy when warwick davis uh is able to be in a movie that and it does not require him to sit in a makeup chair for five hours a day. Um,
0: or have to talk to Anthony Daniels.
1: Well, yeah, that too. Um, fate worse than death. Um, <laughs> but the uh, you know, Val Kilmer, yeah on board with all you know it's it's the kind of movie that looking back on it now i i really like it um as i said at the time i was just like it got to the part where everybody became pigs and i was just like ha ha no no (laughs) not doing that um nope
0: nope nope But when this came out, uh, Lucas being Lucas, and Lucas having had, of course, tons and tons and tons of merchandising and marketing success with Star Wars, uh, he applied same-to-same and put out like a a little bit of a marketing merchandising blitz, and that included a comic book adaptation. And, of course, since he had had such great success uh, over at Marvel uh, Comics... Uh, with the long-running original Star Wars series, which we have covered previously, Mm -hmm. they, of course, went there. And the result is... surprisingly shit.
1: I... I will say... I'm not gonna say it's shit, personally. I will say... It it is a straight C student. It does the job. Um, it is. I,
0: I, I'm I'm saying it's shit only because, like, very specifically, by the half dozen time I have flipped back and forth between pages because I'm certain there are panels, if not entire pages, missing. Mm-hmm. You you fail on a technicality. Yeah, no. You know, like I you've you've made too many errors. Sorry, it doesn't matter what kind of error it is. Um, you, you know, you you ran a red light in a driver's test. Right. Uh, if you were perfect until then, but no, no, sorry, insta fail.
1: Uh, that's fair. Um, you know, it is it is a fairly straight one to one adaptation. It's not great. Um, you know, but it is the kind of comic that is, it exists to let you know of a movie. And <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, well, exactly. Like, that's the difference between it and the original Star Wars uh adaptation. The original Star Wars adaptation had passion behind it. It, it had the interest of like, two young creatives who who really got this insane idea. And this is just, okay, we've got a contract in, uh, I'm assigning it to you, do it. And it's like, there is no passion for the material in this. And that is such a shame because like, um, as impressive as the movie Willow is for the time, technologically, visually speaking, a comic book, should allow this material to fucking blossom yeah and instead it just goes I
1: mean it it it, it, yeah. it ticks boxes in that
0: yeah it's a tick all right
1: uh it it is um it does not it does not completely shit the bed uh it does no, not
0: it it doesn't it does not completely but, shit the bed it you know, it, it does get to the end of the story and all the points do match up. Sure. Every, you
1: can tell who, you know, you can tell the difference between characters. Um, You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to say that they captured Val Kilmer, but, you know, you can <laughs> no. you can tell <laughs> even even among the Nelwyn. Um, you know, because your your primary cast is a human man, a human woman, a Nelwyn, a baby, and a couple of brownies. Mm-hmm. So even if the even if the likenesses were such that you couldn't tell anyone apart, at the very least you could go by size or you know yeah. things like that. Um, but when it comes to even among the Nelwyn. You can tell characters apart. Um, so, you know, ticks a box. uh uh-huh. <laughs> Things like that.
0: Um, uh, yeah, it, not quite the likeness of Kevin Pollack, but you get the impression of Kevin Pollack.
1: Well, at the like I said, at the very least, um, you can tell who is supposed to be who from one panel to another. Um, yeah. But it was, uh, the actual comic was written by Mary Jo Duffy, illustrated by Bob Hall, inked by Romeo Tangal, lettered by Joe Rosen, colored by Bob Sharon, and edited by Bob Budiansky and Tom DeFalco. Uh, you know, it's, it's fine. Uh, reading it... It does have, I guess it does have a couple of scenes that were not in the movie. So, and,
0: and those are the scenes that actually stand out as the best because they're, they're just, they're, they're being comic book writers. They're simply writing a scene that doesn't otherwise exist. You know, they're, they're drawing it, uh, however the hell they want.
1: Yeah. And so, reading it may give you a certain insight beyond what the movie provides uh whether or not that will be any greater than if you say read a novelization i'm not i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna make that claim but
0: i i would really hope that is actually clear because again the amount of like in between material that is just cut That is kind of necessary to connect even small aspects in scenes together. Otherwise, it just seems to be leaping around for no particular reason. Yeah, like there, there are just connecting shots that are in the movie: moments, uh, characters, events. That and and they're they're tiny little things, but they're they're how. Uh, the movie goes from A to B without it jumping there. And this comic just jumps so often that it's really, I find it really abrupt and interruptive. Yeah. Like this, this was not a fun read. It's beautifully drawn in that 80s style of like fantasy. I, I really liked uh uh I mean, I I, I love '80s uh, comic book art. There's something about just that pre-image uh, era and pre-digital era love that it. you know what whatever whatever whatever. Uh, it's just I I I maybe it was to cram it into three books instead of four. I don't know, but. It feels too truncated. There, there are efforts made to squeeze the film into the comic book instead of allowing it to be told mm-hmm. over the page. Yeah, and it's just ah, uh, it does it rubs me the wrong way.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's fair. Um,
0: overall, I guess
1: don't really worry about it unless you just. Uh, cannot fucking wait for the Disney Plus (laughs) series and you need some more Willow right goddamn now. Otherwise, I don't know.
0: And and you know that Marvel's gonna pump out a new Willow uh, comic book series and it's going to continue for a few years and it'll actually be likely a success, at least among, uh, the fandom, um, which again is one of those stealth things that's like I'm sure there have been there's always been a willow fandom, but like I've never met someone who's been like, Hey, you know what is just fucking tits and ice cream, willow,
1: yeah, I mean look, look, I am sure they exist, but yeah, I've never met anyone who was a willow super fan, I've met people who liked it, but i've never I've never met someone who, you know, in the same way that, like, Harry Potter fans know their Patronus and their house and blah, 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 or Marvel fans are like, you know, uh, I've never met a Willow fan like that. Um, And, you know, um, if you're a Willow fan and you're feeling really overlooked, Shoot us a message at multiverso marketing uh, at gmail dot com. We'd love to hear from you, uh, you beautiful, beautiful unicorn. Because
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, seriously, I I I demand proof that you exist and. I'm too lazy to go looking for the message boards, which I'm just going to assume uh, are 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 on the dark web it's, and have it's not 20... been updated since, like, Yahoo.
1: It, yeah, it's 2022. <laughs> there are no message boards. Social media destroyed message boards. Um, <laughs> but watch, there is somebody out there who's like sitting there at a computer with, like, the a replica of the wand behind them and, like, Val Kilmer's Mad Mardigan wig in a glass case, just sitting there, like, to whom it may concern. Um,
0: <laughs> He's listening to this right now, just being like, that is not what I sound like.
1: I I'm sorry, I did make it sound way too worldly. Um the No, I mean it's a good movie. I enjoy I enjoy Willow. Uh I just, you know.
0: I sure
1: why not? Um
0: Yeah, I'll I'll give a sure why not to the movie, a sure why not to the upcoming Disney Plus one. But yeah uh, he, listen, I will sit through some shit comics, and I have sat through some shit comics in my life. I once read over a hundred Rob Liefeld in a row. Mm, that was bad.
1: Were you suing Rob Liefeld?
0: Was no, that- I was... I was, I was, uh, trying to, uh, uh, someone had told me that, like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, the best line ever, the best ever, was the original X-Force, uh, like, co- like, the, the Jim Lee era, whatever the fuck era, uh, and then they spewed off about, like, fucking Deadpool, and then off on a bunch of, like, other shit, and essentially, they gave me a collection of, of Rob Liefeld comics, uh, digitally. And I... I sat there and read through them because I had nothing else at the time to read through. Just, like, on my phone. Okay. And I fucking despise it.
1: Um... I just... I have to ask. Nah. Did you want to fuck them? Like, I... I'm (laughs) trying... I've I've done, I've done some, I've done some terror. I've done some things that I regret. My, my now wife, when we first got together, she was like, you know what book I really like? And I'm like, what? And she's like the fountainhead. And I sat and (gasps) read that fucking book. So I get it. I get, if that's the case, I get it. But I'm just saying like, if, if not, then not worth it. Not worth I, it.
0: I'm really stubborn. And I and I was right. It wasn't worth it. You were right. It wasn't worth it. They were wrong. Um, At least we won the argument. <laughs> I don't
1: need to read a hundred issues of anything by Rob Liefeld to win that argument. I just, I open it to a random page and then it's just like, look, look at what he did. Look at what he did to us. And then I win. <laughs> Sorry, this got way uh, off track. Ah, um,
0: oh, I know. Oh, delightfully, though. But yeah, um, well, there's not, there's not really anything else to say about this comic. It, it failed. There wasn't a continuation. There hasn't been a continuation. If you attempt to search Willow comic, online uh enjoy your buffy spin-off yeah. material
1: <laughs> yeah that's really it um i don't know if we've actually we've not decided what we're actually doing next i know in the near future we're supposed to be doing transformers um uh, mm,
0: yes at, at some at some point we're going to definitely deep dive into that
1: uh i was gonna suggest uh subway uh the justice league subway comic uh, I, that works. My my greatest wish, uh, and it was unfulfilled, I guess, spoiler warning, uh, was that the the Subway Justice League comics uh were it would have had, you know, Superman or somebody being like, Thanks, Jared, you're <laughs> you're the real hero. And Martian Manhunter in the background, just like mm, no, oh no, you did pull out, pull out. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> just, just the uh, uh, Martian Manhunter and Batman exchange looks and walk away. Yeah. Mm. Um.
1: But, uh, yeah. So join us for that, I guess. Uh, and then, uh, you know, like and subscribe, uh, wherever you get your fresh podcasts from uh follow us on twitter uh like us on facebook email us at marketing at gmail.com uh nat um <laughs> was,
0: the uh I, are, are you accenting your point like a pro wrestler when we get into
1: the ring brother you're gonna know uh uh Yeah, do all the do all the podcast stuff. You know what you know what this is. You knew what this was when you clicked. Uh Anyway.
0: Happy 13th episode. Why? <laughs>